This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Welcome back to Hey You, a You on Netflix recap podcast. I'm Joe Lipset, and I'm joined as always by Sheree Bohannon. Hey, Joe. Hey. Oh, boy, Sheree. We have reached the penultimate episode of season four, and maybe the series, uh, 409, She's Not There, directed by Penn Badgley, the star. And uh, yeah, we were talking in off mic. This is definitely giving end of the series vibes, right? It is. And I'm very happy you clocked that he directed this episode because I feel like this is some of his best acting this season. <laughs> he responds well to good direction from himself. <laughs> so maybe he should be talking to himself more often, not just as a mm. character. Hmm. <laughs> So what do you think of this sort of table setting for the finale episode? Like, it's not unusual for shows, particularly since Game of Thrones, to do a kind of big penultimate episode, like episode nine is the one where a lot of things happen. And that very much feels like it's the case here as we are revisiting dead exes. So we have a couple of returning guest stars... It was so good to see them because, again, like we we've gotten away from what makes Joe Joe, and it was mm-hmm. exciting for the first half because I thought they were going to do something different with it, but then they didn't. <laughs> and <laughs> and so I'm just like, he can. What were the ex girlfriends? Um, right. I thought it was weird. Gemma was the ghost of Christmas present in this weird little <laughs> <laughs> trilogy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. Do you think that that would have been the role that Jenna Ortega came back for if she had been available? And then when she wasn't available, it was like, uh, good Gemma. I mean, maybe because it was very weird. It would have been it would have been different had it been like a version of Kate in his head or mm-hmm. even a version of Marianne because she's in the cage and like clearly he's getting the foreshadowing. And she she's not <laughs> with him anymore. Right. Um. So there were there were other ways to go about it. I do wonder, though, because like, again, Jenna was supposed to be here, but Joe saves a kid every season aside from this season, unless Nadia is going to be that kid. Mm-hmm. So. That would have been interesting to see how they would work all of those kids in, if this is really like the last hurrah. (laughs) Please don't bring back the kids. I'm good for that, the kids. (laughs) But no, it it was, I thought it was really effective the way that they use Elizabeth Lull and Victoria Pedretti to come back and kind of basically say all the things that you and I have been complaining slash observing about for uh, the entirety of this limited series podcast, Mm -hmm. where they're basically saying, Joe, you need to fucking accept who you actually are. You are a killer of women. Yes. No, it made me feel like we are all ex-girlfriends of Joe Goldberg because (laughs) (laughs) we're all in a glass cage and he's going to murder us. Really, though? (laughs) Because it it really did feel that way. Because I was like, Joe said that. I said that. Joe said Mm -hmm. that. We both said that at the same time that one time. And they're just like, it's really you. You need to. You're right. Somebody needs to die is what love tells him. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) 
Yeah, like I feel like that is literally something you and I have said on this podcast. So we we are still accurately predicting the direction of the show. Listen, if there's a season five, I think we should get dibs on the writer's room. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, first choice. <laughs> we we are there. You know what? You and I can come up with some crazy ideas. Listen, um, and they would be welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and then pay us for it. Yeah. Yeah, I would love that for all of us. okay so the crux of this penultimate episode is that joe is going to figure out a way to get marianne out of the box but also to abscond without getting caught reese or ghost reese keeps telling him it's not going to happen and meanwhile nadia is outsourcing ketamine from her now ex-boyfriend edward so that she can try to dose joe Okay, Nadia. <laughs> Nadia's fallen into the trap of Lady Phoebe and Adam and mm-hmm. like Tom Lockwood and that they, they didn't give them enough time to make these shifts. Right. And so we see Nadia go from being this calm, collected person who has a plan and like knows how to get out of stuff and take care of herself to being this mess that's just shaken um, mm-hmm. for three days now. And I'm like, you, don't Lady Phoebe her. Don't do that. It is wild how she just immediately makes this jump to, oh, well, I guess we're going to have to kill Joe if we still, for some reason, cannot stupidly go to the police. Like, okay, whatever, I'm past it. But Nadia just, yeah, making this jump to, oh, I guess we could drug him and then you could stab him or something along those lines. It's just like, what? Rational people do not have these conversations. They don't. And it doesn't add up because, again, Marianne is like, I can't leave. He'll just come and get me. And I'm just like... But, like, you being here in a cage, hoping he doesn't kill you, <laughs> mm-hmm. is different from you escaping and hoping he doesn't kill you. <laughs> but it's better for you. How? I don't. Make it make sense. Yeah. And even, like, why wouldn't you just be like, okay, he found me here, but I'll just disappear again. Like, yeah. I, I appreciate that the show has already proven to us that that doesn't always work. But, I mean... He only found her last time because he knew where she was going to go. If she just up and disappears and doesn't tell anybody, she could hide for the rest of her life. I mean, I know this is us. I know this is us spinning and hypothesizing. And obviously the show has gone in a different direction by having her OD because her child is going to be taken away from her. But I don't know. It just everything about this Marianne situation, not going to the police and not trying to get out of the box, it still just doesn't work. It it just makes me sad, especially because like I I don't know which would be a I don't know which would be a worse <laughs> um opening to the next episode, whether mm-hmm. she's dead and Nadia is like, oh shit, and blames Joe. Um, right. which I mean it is Joe's fault, but not as much as it can sure. be. Yeah. <laughs> not as much if, as usual. <laughs> right. I would like it to be more hands on. Or if we come back and she's pretending to be dead and this is part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. For some reason, I automatically went to, oh, she is actually dead. I did the first time, but then the second time, I was like, Nadia was running to her. And we don't know because mm-hmm. editing sometimes like plays with us. So we don't sure. know who got there first. Right. Yeah. Or even this could be Marianne's way of saying, I don't have another plan. Nadia hasn't come back, so I will fake this. And when he comes in, I will attack him. Yeah. 
Yeah, because like getting the door open is key. But -hmm. again, I don't know what her plan is because she's like, I can't just leave because they'll find me. I can't call the police because they'll find me. And so does she plan to keep him in the cage forever? I just just need to know what she's thinking at any point in time. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of the fake out where joe inadvertently poisons her and sends her into anaphylactic shock and then can't open the cage and then it's revealed to all be in his dream after he has sedated himself i i'd almost forgotten he drugged himself but i was like (laughs) how do we get to this weird ass dream because Mm -hmm. he puts peanut oil and coffee right because if they hadn't told us specifically what happened i would have been like what you do there joe but i was like peanut oil and he's like no i would know if you're allergic and i'm like wait Mm -hmm. where are we at in your brain joe where are we at (laughs) <laughs> and he couldn't remember the code. And I was like, he's done this so many times. He knows this code by heart. He knows it better than his phone number, which changes more often. Well, I read it as Reese, like Ghost Reese version of himself had not actually been sedated. And he had changed the keypad number. And then he had like poisoned the coffee knowing Joe would bring it to her. I guess that doesn't cool. make any sense because he probably would have gotten the coffee en route to delivering it to her. But whatever. It would have given Ghost Reese a reason to be there, though, because I feel like now that Joe knows he's there, they just argue and nothing dastardly happens anymore. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised that they haven't resorted back to having Joe talking to himself now that he recognizes, like, oh, I don't actually know who Reese Montrose is. <laughs> There's no reason for him to continue appearing this way. I think it's annoying to me, but it makes sense for Joe because okay. Joe never sees him as the problem. Fair. Mm-hmm. So he's like, it's not me. It's because I was under the influence of this person I was stalking. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> when you put it that way. <laughs> it's so Joe Goldberg. <laughs> it, it truly is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of what has got to be the end of Lady Phoebe and Adam? Well, yes, because of course Adam is now dead. <laughs> <laughs> That was legitimately unexpected. I was annoyed at all of the Lady Phoebe Adam stuff, the wedding, Adam's ability to just, you know, figure out what Kate and Joe were up to. And it again felt like it was all happening far too quickly. You know, I fully thought this episode was going to be mostly dedicated to the actual wedding and Kate and Joe having to kind of stop it. Mm -hmm. So when it happened so quickly, I got really annoyed. But then when it was revealed that Adam's death was tied to Kate's father, and then we got that great payoff at the airfield, I was like, oh, you know what, I actually think I really like this. It it felt so sudden. Again, I feel like they overcrowded this season and now they have to just be like, we gotta get it to where it's gotta go because Mm -hmm. we have two episodes left. Because we talked a little bit um, for a few episodes about how rushed Phoebe's uh, spiral was and Mm -hmm. how Adam went from pretending to be on board so people wouldn't clock him to just being like the evil villain with like the handlebar mustache. And Mm -hmm. he's just like after her money at all points and times now. That's all he's talking about. And even at this wedding, he's like, I'm in that wallet now. And yay, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I'm like, she's in the room now. And you're not even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that part was definitely wild. Even the fact that he's talking to Steve within earshot of Kate and Joe about how he's going to franchise out Sundry House because he's now in with all this money. And you're just like, oh, okay. I mean, he was always shady but he wasn't an evil mastermind like this you're right it just it was all very quick he went from a bad boyfriend to a bond villain in like one episode (laughs) i mean we are in the uk so it makes sense 
also thought like the way um they got around to go going back to using Craig Kinnear was very weird. Mm-hmm. He shows up with coffee for Kate, his daughter, and she tells him her problems, and then he has Adam whacked, and then he goes to work on an airplane, which I don't think I know I'm not a billionaire. I don't hang out with a lot of billionaires, but do they work on airplanes? I mean, I I just took it to be like that's kind of where his makeshift office was. Well, he was there wooing Kate back to the dark side. So I I took it to be just a private airfield that he was hanging out in. Like I didn't get the impression he was actually doing stuff on the plane himself. Okay, because he was definitely doing something to that part of the plane. And I was like, mm. um, I don't know if I trust billionaires with machinery and <laughs> tools. <laughs> I mean, Harrison Ford, like, tinkers with planes. I think Leo does as well. So it's not out of the realm of the possible. But yeah, it was a choice to have this meeting in this particular location. I don't know if it was just, you know, hey, what's a symbol that he's super fucking rich? Uh, he owns his own airplane and maybe airfield. Okay, that makes more sense because it felt like it was a very weird place, especially for him to just be like, I'm done seducing you. I've Mm -hmm. been buying your life, your mind, come home with me, which... (laughs) Yeah, it was very much the gloves are just off. The cards are on the table. I whacked your your best friend's boyfriend slash husband and now the jig is up. You need to come back with me. Yeah, like, it's very weird, because it's, again, this is like Greg Kinnear's fourth scene of the whole series, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Um, and the other three, he was really doing that, I could be a cool dad, I know we've killed people, but I'm mellow now. <laughs> he's a cool dad, he's a hip dad. Right, he's like the others, and now he's like, <laughs> no, fuck it, Kate, I've been paying for your life, I know you're smart enough to know that, look around, look around, get in the car. And yeah, I'm just but like, I... I did love that nefarious turn, though, like him just listing out how he has actually been controlling her her entire adult life, because everything about Kate has screamed independent businesswoman, right? Mm -hmm. She's so calm, collected. She's totally in charge of her own shit. And to hear him just lay out, oh, yeah, no, I've been responsible for all of your accomplishments. I felt humiliated for her. And it was just like, it was such a gut punch. I want her to hit him because she's been very restrained. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> she's I, British. <laughs> I, right. And you know what? It's good for her. But I wanted her to hit him because I don't know if we're going to get a showdown between her and Joe this season. Mm-hmm. Um, even if whatever he's done comes to light for her, because like whether or not he lives, which we'll we'll get around to that later. But whether right. or not he lives, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think she's going to be able to be like, this was Joe Goldberg. These are his sins. This is not who I thought I was going to run off with. Why am I surrounded by shitty men? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Kate's got a type, as we've now figured Listen. out. <laughs> Listen. And she also didn't get to take care of Adam because her dad did. And so I just, I yeah. want her to let one of the men in her life know that she sees him and <laughs> he's an asshole. Just one. I'll confess, after Adam's scene, I mean, I didn't think we were going to kill him. I did think we were going to beat him and then force him to emancipate or divorce Lady Phoebe. And I thought it was Kate turning to the dark side and it was going to be revealed that she actually is a better match for Joe because she's also capable of doing these terrible things. Part of me is hoping that if her and Joe do get to speak in this next episode, um, mm-hmm. she's just like, I knew when I told him he, he would do that. Right. Um, um, because again, I just, I want someone here to not be complicit. I want them to be active in whatever is <laughs> happening to them. Yeah, no, this has been like a passive murderer, the season. 
Yeah, this has been uh, the season of passive murders on you, hasn't it? It has, and I'm tired. I want us to be more proactive. I want us to be more enthusiastic. (laughs) (laughs) But did you at least appreciate the romanticism of that quote-unquote final walk that they took when he escorted her home, and then he said, You have changed me the way opening a window changes a dark room. I'm saying this and I swear I'm not being facetious. I thought it was a cute line. I, I like the chemistry between these two actors. I Her holding her shoes as they walk through those streets of London. I did not believe for a minute that Kate would have taken off her shoes. Same. Never. Same. She would never. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a moment and it did kind of give a glimpse into the show this could have been had mm-hmm. it not been about a boy in his box who's demented. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say, watching them kiss, I know at this point the controversy is probably passed over. It's probably long out of the public consciousness. But you and I are recording this in the heat of this variety profile that Penn Badgley did where he talked about how he's basically sex phobic on screen now because he worries it'll threaten his real life marriage. So watching these two actors kiss actually made me uncomfortable. Yeah. And because he said that, it makes me wonder what might've been in the season. Cause again, he mm-hmm. was not the sexy show. It could be and should be never has been never has been, but like, it makes me wonder if we're getting so many walks and so many dinners mm-hmm. and so many parties. It's because like, they're just never alone. And right. that's not to say that whenever you're alone, you should be having sex. I mean, like, if you can, congrats. But, but the like- reality <laughs> is, is these two be fucking. Like, we oh, literally yes. have Ghost Reese talking about getting his dick wet in this episode. And then what we actually get is a romantic stroll and some, you know, platitudes. Right? Especially because, like, Kate and Joe talk about their sex like it's great. Like, I've heard them use athletic. I've heard Mm -hmm. them use, like, mind-blowing. And I'm just like, but you've only done it three times. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You you can almost feel the tension between the real-life drama and what the show could have been. Yeah, like, it... I don't know, it defamed it a little bit, because, like, while it's never been the sexy show we came here for, there was always the idea that there might be sex, or there might mm-hmm. be something more adult happening. And now it's very PG-13 Babysitter's Club. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She's my first boyfriend. She's my first girlfriend. We're gonna hold hands at the movies. We might go to first base. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, overall, I mostly like this episode. All of the Nadia stuff was kind of bullshit to me. Like that moment where she realizes her Metro card doesn't work. So she sneaks by and then she gets apprehended by the security guard who discovers she has a knife in her fucking back sack. (sighs) Sheree, I was just like, I cannot believe we are doing this nonsense. It would have been one thing had we given her more scenes with Joe after she found out and she was nervous around him. Mm-hmm. But like, she's just out here being nervous for no reason. She's everything makes her jump, everything makes her turn around. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even know the extent of what he's done. <laughs> right. Like, they really just wanted a scared child. And I'm really worried that's what's going to get her, if she gets to live, that's what her, like, get out of jail free card's going to be. Mm-hmm. Is Joe's going to be like, I've saved the children. And technically she's a child because she's in college and I'm 30 something. Right. So I'm going <laughs> to let her go while I let Marianne go if she's alive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So 
one episode left. What do we think is going to happen in this finale? Do you think Marianne's dead? Do you think Nadia is going to make it out alive? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about the two women of color. I was like, yeah, they're both going to make it out. Now I'm like, mm, let me reevaluate that assessment. <laughs> right. Um, I think that I think we're on the right path with Joe, if not going to end himself, will at least attempt to end himself. Mm-hmm. So I expect that in the next episode. Um, right. I expect, I, I kind of think Kate is going to end up in her dad's pocket. I, right. I don't know why. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up coming down to a situation where Joe is being encouraged by Ghost Reese to kill or harm Kate in some fashion, mm-hmm. and he ends up deciding to die by suicide instead. I could see that, because, he, again, he's run through so many girlfriends, there's so many bodies, and he's not even in control anymore. Like, he has a whole person living in his head that he's blaming this stuff on now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I don't know. I, I am happy that he's made, he's made peace with the fact that Reese and is not a real person in his circle and he's just right. off whatever it is because <laughs> I so Pin Badgley he does voice work and so like this season he's been very monotone until this episode <laughs> yeah yeah you observe that I hadn't picked up on it but then upon reflection I fully agree with you yeah yeah and now because I was wondering what has happened because again when you have an actor who like knows a character and he does voice work you're like you know you know how to like do like inclinations and you know how to like change mm-hmm. your tone and like modulate for christ's sake yeah yeah and i'm like why are you so monotone but if he was under the trance of the fake reese the whole season <laughs> mm-hmm. um then it was just a choice and it was a clue but i was just like why are you doing this and yeah so- <laughs> it seemed like a stupid thing until maybe it was a character choice yeah like I, I've forgotten how much I missed Pin Badgley acting because right. in this one he got to actually act. He got to be upset. He got to be scared. He got to mm-hmm. plead with people. He, he used his whole face again. It wasn't just like it's all beard and gravel. It was like, <laughs> like if I were to like look at this and be like, if we're gonna give him a nomination for one episode this season, I would be like this one because he got to actually act. Hmm. I mean, he was saving it all up for this one big episode. He was, and he got to do stuff. This was. I think that this is probably one of the better episodes of this season, and I was obsessed with the first half of this season. Hmm, okay. I I don't feel as strongly about it, but this definitely does feel like a good episode compared to some of the issues we've had in this back half. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, any other predictions for the finale? I mean, I feel like we've had Lady Phoebe and Adam in too deep for it to just be like we needed something for your dad to do so Mm -hmm. i think we're gonna get a phoebe kate moment okay yeah i think she'll end up in rehab or the hospital now that adam's out of the picture so i can see some kind of reconciliation between the two friends Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh i don't think we're done with kate's dad if okay so this is interesting we could take it in the direction where if the show does not for some reason end and i think at this point that would be a bad decision but you never know netflix makes decisions based on money and not because it's a good creative practice if they wanted to drag it out i could actually see a situation where kate gets killed and then we have to deal with her father coming after joe in the future 
Yeah, I kind of wanted her dad and Joe to tangle. I did. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe she finds out about, well, some of Joe's past, and just enough to sleep at night, and she's just like, you can get rid of my dad. He's a big problem, and I'm ready. Right. Or Joe just is like, I'm going to help you. Like, I help all the ladies in my life and kills her dad. Like, mm-hmm. either way, that would have been cool. Okay, so I could also still see that happening if the show tries to give him that happy ending. Get rid of her dad so that she is technically free. She's got all this money from the company. They go back to New York. That's my other thing. Because the dad is from New York and we know Joe is from New York, I'm mm-hmm. like, they definitely left themselves a little bit of a path back. Yeah, it's a full circle moment, right? Take it back to where we all started this in the beginning. Yeah, because like, if we did do another season, which I'm on the fence about, I think going back to the beginning um, is definitely key and probably the very last season, season five. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, folks, as we said, we're recording this well in advance, so we don't know if there's been official announcements or they've said anything, so this may all... (laughs) This all may be for nothing because you may already know what's happening. But at this stage, I really feel like it could be touch or go. Creatively, I think it's a better decision to end this with this next episode and say, for and done, thank you for coming out. But financially, or if they feel like there's more juice or or gas left in the tank or something, I think they've left themselves, yeah, some, some ways out of this where the show could continue. Yeah, and as of the day of recording this, um, it has taken three slots in Netflix TV charts. There we go. Yeah, because season four is clearly um, number one, in, <laughs> but like season three, and no, season two and season one. Mm. People just, don't like three, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were like, not three, but like I was like three out of ten slots in Netflix's TV <laughs> top ten. Mm-hmm. That's that's something to laugh at. Um, and also there's another book coming out. And so I think that the right. interest uh, is going to be too much to maybe resist. Hmm. Yep. Yep. I mean, money talks, so nothing would surprise me at this stage. Yeah. Uh, and again, like, because we've had two very good starts to seasons, <laughs> seasons mm-hmm. three and four, I, I'm wondering if we can get a, together a whole season to send it off if next season happens and if it's the last season. Oh my god. Or just do, like, a four-episode miniseries if you need to wrap it up. Don't do a full eight or ten episodes. Yeah, I think we're done with ten episodes. I think that's been hurting the show since season one, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we we may not know the future of the show, but we will know how the season ends, at least when we return to talk about the finale tomorrow. But Sheree, if people want to talk to you about the return of Back and Love with a lowercase L, how would they get a hold of you? <laughs> I am at Miss Sheree on Instagram and Twitter. Where can they find you, Joe? I can be reached at B Stole My Remote, and that's the letter B. And uh, if you want to get a hold of both of us, you can use the show's handle at HeyU underscore pod. And thanks, as always, to the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network for hosting the show. So yeah, Sheree, one episode left, finale talk tomorrow, and then I guess that could be it for us. Right? It's so weird. It feels so weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm hoping for anymore. <laughs> we're not ready. <laughs> <laughs> and yet simultaneously, we're so ready. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no. I, I need tomorrow to just be the episode. I need it to be mm-hmm. the one we've been waiting for all four years. There we go. I no wanna, pressure. 
No pressure. <laughs> like, but it should be the one where I'm like, if they were ever going to get an Emmy, it'd be for this one. Um. <laughs> mm. Wow. Okay. You've got big expectations going into this. And I hope they meet them. I really do, Joe. <laughs> I really oh, do. Boy. All right. Well, we'll find out tomorrow. Talk to you folks then. Anatomy of a Scream, Pod Squad.